This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we got playoffs. We're winding down. We're almost to the end. Thank God. The Stanley Cup should not be given out anywhere past June 1st. Talk about that. Talk about some award winners. What's going to happen in the offseason for the Edmonton Oilers and the 30-year non-relocation clause. I'm wishing Jen probably wants to sign that now, given the moves coming up here. Face Off Hockey Show, right now. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. Click, click, whoa. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face yeah, Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. In a breakaway. Face shoots and he scores! Mario And the P-Boys, Johnny, Johnny. and Mark. Mark. With a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. And here we are. It's Scotty Waz here. It's Jen NHL History Girl there because we Johnny P is in California. So it is currently um, four o'clock his time. He is doing work stuff. So he might join us later, might not. We'll have to find out. Mark with the C, the pop dog, um, has family over that he didn't realize was happening. So we'll see when he stumbles in here. And, of course, Lyle Richardson's second hour. Uh, but uh, it's been a packing week for you, has it not? Yep, lots of boxes, lots of, I'm done with this box. Oh, shit, I forgot to add this to the box. <laughs> or you walk by something that's like, oh, no. Yep. This to the box. <laughs> Oh, yep. Man. Do you think you're you got everything at least? I think I've got all the most important stuff. Sure. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of making a list of stuff I need to buy once I get there. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily there's a Walmart not too far, so anything you do miss. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you do? That, that was pretty much your week. <laughs> you had pretty go- much. You had it going away. Uh, luncheon. Mm-hmm. All your old library, because yeah, you haven't don't have any coworkers currently. Well, no. you do, but they're in Omaha. Yeah. So, I was checking out Omaha's uh, what is it, the Tourism Bureau? Mm-hmm. Uh, on their tourism website, they have top places to get a Reuben sandwich. So, if you want to well, do that, you can go get a Reuben from many places. I think the Reuben was invented in. Omaha. Was it? Is that the reason? That make that makes more sense. I think that's why. It makes more sense than just saying, you know what, we're just gonna adopt the Reuben. <laughs> that only that you know that makes things a little bit simpler. But yeah, you can there's places they have there's Irish pubs for Rubens. Of course, all the the Crescent Moon, an original Reuben sandwich. The Dundee Dell. Goldberg's Bar and Grill, so hopefully uh, the uh, kid from the Mighty Ducks is there. That'd be wonderful. Isn't hopefully. he in jail? No, I think he's out now. He got clean again. He's good because he was he was in a he was in rough shape for a bit. But yeah, I think he's good now. I think he's okay. Place called Sean O'Casey. There's a lot of Irish pubs in Omaha. What the hell? <laughs> Did the Irish really? Sean Lay, he gave us a note. Did the Irish really go that far inland? Because I thought they just stopped at, like, the northeast, and then 
you know, then in like the 1800s meandered out there. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much my week too. Is watching you pack and trying to figure out what the hell's going to work with this car and how we're going to get down there and the drive itself. So yeah, ended up renting a trunk, a truck. Yeah, no, we thought better of it because we didn't think their transmission would hold out for a 500-mile drive towing some stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I did this for 20 hours before. I can do I can do a seven-hour jaunt down, like, straight. Luckily, it's straight down. I think, I think that's the good part, right? Yeah, it's just, what, straight down I-90? Nope. No. I-29. I-29. I always want to say I-92, and I know that's wrong. And I've lived here most of my life. Where is I-92? I don't know. Is that a thing? Let's see. Is the I-92 waiver form. Interstate Interopolis and Rootville Wiki. All right. Um, U.S. Highway 2 is entirely in the state of Florida. So that's the U.S. route. Where is... 92 is New York, uh, Vermont... And right uh, above the uh, I-95. So it's in the Northeast Corridor. Yeah. So New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Yeah, the sad thing is I've lived here most of my life, and I want to call it an I-92, and I know better. Like, your dyslexia just getting to you. (laughs) That, and then it's like, Highway 2 is another one that goes across here. So that gets you goofed up, too. But yeah, I made the 20-hour trip towing a towing a car, so now we get to tow the journey. So, hooray. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's our next couple of days, too. And then having to live without internet for a few days is going to be interesting as well. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, I have movies, so it's not a big deal. I'll just toss on a movie and right. check Twitter. But you're a podcast kind of guy, so... Yeah, I'll just have to... I'll almost have to like download Spotify freaking unlimited so i can listen to that stuff offline but we'll see see how it goes i don't want to burn my data because i'm gonna have to use that for work i have i have so much data like i hardly use any so i always have carryover from month to month so right i mean you can use that too sure we'll see see how it all goes down here we are. Yeah, uh, I realize that we're not going to have um, serious radio. Oh, on the drive down? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no. We might. Uh, I should have emailed Dad now. I, I was thinking about it, and then I didn't. Then I, now I have to. But yeah. Unless I have to log in because I have like two different browsers open. Oh no, it is logged in here. Good. Um. <clears throat> So I have both my Opera GX browser and my uh, What's Your Jigger browser, Chrome. But, hey, Harrison Feeney inked the deal. Good for him. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to watch play- much playoffs either when we're over there, unless we go to a sports bar. Luckily, there's only just one series left. <laughs> so we got that. I'm sure we can find a sports bar. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh. Yeah, we watched we watched mainly the Abs and Oilers series, and that was just a batshit series. Yes. We'll talk about that in a bit because uh, 
Uh, yeah, that was just a wild. That, that's that's a series that shows you what playoff hockey is not. Um, which <laughs> offensive open wheel. What do well, you think? This year? Mm-hmm. That first game. Yeah. That's just stupid. <laughs> like, it was yeah. just dumb. Calm down second, third, and then the fourth game went wacky, too, because I think there were six goals in the third period combined. Yeah. So, yikes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Even Gretzky's, like, scolding them, like, you have to play defense. Right. Uh, and then, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's it. That's it. And Gretzky's talking about, oh, we used to carry the, the, the clearance cable bowl all around town. No one said a thing. Okay, Wayne, we get it. Appreciate you. <laughs> he sounded like a grandpa. I'm like, like, you know, back in my day. Yeah. You know, back in my day. Okay, cool, buddy. <laughs> okay, is uh, it time for a nap yet? <laughs> there, there, Grandpa Gretz. You're, no, it's fine. Your son-in-law didn't just take dirty Saudi money to play golf. Don't. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's get to some uh, injury report uh, action here. And we'll start off with those said Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl is playing through a high ankle sprain since game six of round one. Um, and that's brutal because we saw what that did to Rick Nash in his rookie season and, and most of his career, how that just puts you on the sidelines forever. So yeah. to do that and then outpace everybody was pretty impressive, if not stupid. Um, then Darnell Nurse tore his hip flexor. So that's <laughs> probably not going to be great. I don't know what the uh, recovery time on that is, but I'm sure it's a while. I think it's four to six months. Well, there you go. Add that to the fact. Add that to the, the hip foundation that we have going on in freaking uh, in the whole situation with, you know, Bert, was it? No, it's Marshawn having hip issues. A lot of the mm-hmm. guys have hip issues. Ugh. Any case, there's that one. Uh, Nazem Kadri, thumb surgery. He's week to week after he got hit from behind by Evander Kane. Kane got subsequently suspended one game for the hit, which was the rest of the season. And now he goes into a, uh, a nice, interesting situation of what's going to happen now for his contract. Um... Philip Schittle, uh, day-to-day upper body injury, left game four against the Lightning. Uh, so we'll see what his... That whole kid line's been playing super well for the Rangers, so that's kind of a big hit. And the Rangers kind of... You know, now we're at a best-of-three series. The Lightning actually look like they're the Lightning again, and it's kind of frustrating but amazing to see because I know you're not a big fan of, of a three-peat. No, well... It's not that I'm not a fan of the three P. It's I'm not a fan of the obnoxiousness that comes with it. Mm. I don't. I get. Well, you follow. Are you 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 have a lot more people that you follow that are Tampa fans than I do. I don't find the Tampa fans all that annoying. Is it is it just the outside thing you're talking about that becomes annoying? Yeah. Okay. Not the people themselves. Yeah. Okay. Because if this is the Bruins, good God. <laughs> Never hear the end of it. I mean, <laughs> at this point, if they if they win the third cup, then you're talking a dynasty. Mm. 
And so then you're arguing, well, what is a dynasty and what isn't? And it's just, oh, like, I just, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Lyle dictates a dynasty is three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think that as long as you do it within a five-year span, it's fine. But, I mean, especially in a salary cap era, who knows what you... But, yeah, what's a dynasty, what's not a dynasty? Is dynasty still on the air? I don't know. <laughs> do you? I don't. I don't think dynasty is still on the air, no. Shame. That's a shame. Pretty sad. Anyway, uh, also Charlie McAvoy, uh, shoulder surgery. He's out six months. Bruins just going to have nobody on their roster. Yeah, uh, no. I was trying to find out who. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. I, I forgot to put this in my notes. Chris Drager, seven to nine months after tearing his ACL in the third period of the uh, of the championship game in the world championship. Mm. So he is donezo for. Christ, probably until April of next year. I would say his whole next season's done. Yeah. In large. And he didn't have, I mean, he was, he was picked as like the, the, the guy who was going to go in there. And then him and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, didn't do Jack. It was Noivy. Um, was it Noivy? No. Grubauer, the other backup capital who didn't had success for a bit and then didn't. Um, so Grubauer was in there, uh, and then he took pretty much Drager's spot, but that's a tough injury to have, especially during a, a, a non-NHL function. So, there's that. Um, I should bring up this. Which is ironic, because one of the arguments that the NHL makes is, we don't want players in the Olympics, what if they get injured, but what? If, but we want the World Cup instead, and then, you know, look what's happening well, I think also that that's just a cop. I mean, let's be honest, that's a cop out for we want more money. Yeah, basically. The IOC. Because the double IHF, they'll bow down and give them the money. Whereas the IOC is like, no, we have to respect our brand. Which, what brand is that stupid? Come on. Um, you have no brand. Uh, but, yeah. That is, that is an interesting point. That, uh, yeah. Now, now the NHL is like, oh, nicey, nice. Except for like Ron Francis doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know how I got this job either, guys. So we're just going to ride with it. Um, You know, we had a Patreon, Jen, the show as a whole. I did. Oh, okay, good. Because you hear me bitching about it. and like, why are more people subscribing? They can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. Give a dollar. It's all you need. Um, but that's it. You give a dollar, you get the video show, you give five dollars, you get to help pick a segment, you get some uh audio goodies too as well. Patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Shonimich. They contribute it. You can too. Patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. All the money goes back into the show, which is especially fine considering the fact that we heard our mid-roll company is going under. So all the audio ads. Um, might be going by the wayside. So, if you do, if you listen to the podcast audio only, you can pitch in that dollar to the Patreon, help us recoup those losses from our mid-roll company going under. Just a thought. Uh, anyway, the people have spoken, and they spoke about wasting star talent. And I'm not saying this is Mike Smith related, but we're going to talk about Mike Smith ruining 
Connor McDavid's life and just his foil the entire time. Is have you seen a star player and you're you're a historical figure, a star player go without much defensive help in net as Connor McDavid? In your life? Um it's kind of hard. In my life, um, or whatever, whatever your research shows, because I'm having tough, I'm having trouble thinking about it. I think maybe Marcel Dion. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Because he went, he, because Vashon had retired by that by the time Dion got to L.A. Right. Right. Or was in his latter years. Yeah. No, he was on the backside. Marcel Dion, who who were his goaltenders? That's a good point. And Marcel Dion, probably the biggest underrated professional player in the hockey's realm forever. Sure. Um, yeah, he was in his prime years in L.A. 137 points, so many 50 goals. Let's, who was in net? Uh, do you have any guess? I was going to say Terry Shulchuk, but he was long dead by that point. Um. Rogie Vashon in his 30-year-old year. Was it Rogie all the way through? No, it can't be, can it? Rogie. Rogie wasn't that that bad, was he? Rogie. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, Mario Lassard. Here it is. There it is. 79-80. Mario Lassard was the starting goaltender. Uh, also for the 79-80 season. So like seventy nine eighty is when it re or seventy eight seventy nine, where it really went downhill, and you you had to you had to do on that. And then I guess he I didn't even realize he went to the Rangers. I have a hard time picturing Dion on the Red Wings and on the Rangers. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he started out on the Red Wings. Yeah, and then next thing you know, hey, I'm a Ranger or I'm a, I'm a King now, and then I'm going to the, it's like Gila Fleur for the Rangers, <laughs> like during that time. That that weird year. Yeah, that weird. Or him playing for the Nordiques, too. That was another weird year. Yeah. And he was in. And then, yep, Mario, Mario Lassard really ruined Marcel Dion. It's kind of sad when you think about it in the long run. Um, I don't know about those Nordiques teams. Because you had the Stastny's, but who I can't remember who their goalies were. Oh. <sighs> Was that uh, maybe Daniel Bouchard? Maybe in that when he came over from Atlanta or from Calgary? Maybe. But if I remember right, the the Stastny's didn't have that much help. No, well, anywhere, really. Um, let's see. What was his biggest point season? He came in early. came in like a wrecking ball. Uh, da, 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 da. God, it's again, yeah. Not not many. First off, this fucking computer. It's goddamn websites. So much ads. So many ads. I'm tired of it. And I have ad blocker on for Christ's sake. And yet they're still sleeping in. This ad blocker is terrible. Um, Quebec, 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 Quebec. Yeah, Dan Bouchard. Dan Bouchard, Clint Millardchuk, and John Garrett also making an appearance somehow. And then later on, during the mid-range, uh, it was Clint Millardchuk and Mario Goslin going back and forth. 
So yeah, not a lot of great deal to Millard Chuck was okay, but he was nowhere near, you know, the talent level you need to win a Stanley Cup at that point in time. No. So but yeah, I mean you look at Connor McDavid, you look at Mike Smith, and you look at the highlight reels of Mike Smith goals getting let in. Boy howdy. That is uh that was not great. And yet it it but the funny part about it is Mike Smith looking for someone else to blame. That is always the best part about the goals he gives up. He's looking around and like, hey, where were you at? Like that goal that beat him from 170 feet or whatever. He like literally it went behind him and he's putting his arms up like, what did you guys do? Why couldn't you stop him? Why didn't you block that <laughs> shot? So. Well, Mike Smith is also the one who not flops necessarily, but if you if you touch him, he's like, oh, yeah, he does. He does get snipered a lot. Like you always have to look in those. The, the the high rise of the freaking arenas to see if he's there or not. If there's a sniper on the on the loose, but you know, can you do? Um, but how do you like how how can you get a good goaltender these days? It's so hard. Everyone's locked up. Everyone likes the goaltender they have. And let's be honest, the crop of goaltenders that are coming up aren't as good as advertised. That's why you don't have like uh, Scott Wheeler from the Athletic did his top 100. He didn't have a goalie in it. In his top 100 for rookies coming in, which mm. you know, as someone who's kind of keeping his eye out for those rookie for a rookie goaltender in Luca DePasco, um, possibly getting picked, not a good sign. But you know, out of 215 picks, 100 of them is already projected as not being goaltenders. It's like, ooh, that's something. So we'll have to see where it goes because there is not much in the goalie market at all. Uh, heading forward, let me see who we got free agent wise. Uh, in the goaltending ranks, I don't like how the uh, how everything goes. Free agent, current team, both handed position, goaltender. Come on, baby, give me something good. Uh, update results. So, Mark Andre Fleury, you would only have him for a year. Miko Kostinen, who's also thirty three, you already have that. You don't need that in your life anymore. Darcy Kemper, like it's Mike Smith light. Must be honest. That that <laughs> matchup entirely was just who's not going to let up the next goal. It They're really was. Win. It's freaking terrible. Like uh, Franco, like my goodness, played well enough, but man, he was just get a goalie tether on him. Um, Thomas Greish is the, another unrestricted free agent. Don't want that. He's thirty. He's 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 less. He's younger than Mike Smith, but not by enough. Uh, Georgiev from the Rangers and RFA. I don't think you're going to offer sheet him. Martin Jones, terrible. Brendan, uh, Braden Holpe on the downside. Ilya Samsonov, RFA. Maybe the Caps will trade him for something. Uh, Jack Campbell's probably going to stay in Toronto. Halak's old. Riddich is inconsistent. Casey DeSmith is eh. Phoenix Copley is old at 30 years old. Um, so yeah, n- the crop is not great. Unless you want to try to offer sheet Jake Ottinger, but I think Dallas would match whatever that is because he's a good goalie. Very good goalie. I think that's what they're looking for now is the next Ottinger. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stuart Skinner in their system isn't terrible, but he's also not the best. So, I mean, developing a goalie these days is all is so much hit and so much more miss than hit these days. It's kind of kind of astounding. It's almost like we're going back to Firewagon hockey. Which good it's kind of funny because um talking to like the in the research i do i come across articles where they where they talk to scouts 
And the scouts are like, goaltending is just a roulette wheel. I mean, we got a guy who looks great in the OHL, but you bring him up to the NHL and you got nothing. Whereas you got a guy who looks really shaky in the AHL, you give him a start in the NHL and then he's on fire. Like you just, you can't tell. There's no way to predict. Well, I mean, you look at like through the course of the 20 years of the show, Patrick Lean comes in, goes on that hot streak to begin the season. Johan Hedberg comes in the playoffs, does well. Um, Kiprasov in 04, coming up from um, from the uh, Kentucky Thoroughblades to dominate. Like it, it goes all the Yaroslav Halak in 2010, and come making out, uh, you know, coming out of his shell that way. So I mean, it's you are right. It's such hit and miss because you look at, you know, well hell, we're seeing it right now with Sam Sonoff in Washington, first round pick. Numbers don't dictate a first round pick. Like even in in the AHL, he wasn't that great. Same with uh, v- uh, Vedic Vanacek. Like Vanacek is not not that great. He was okay in the minors. He's not that great in the pros. But the Caps really have no options because they got no money, baby. Ah, that's the other one. Nick Backstrom with hip problems. That was gonna. That was the other one I was thinking of. But yeah, I mean, it looks like Jake Ottinger is the last true one to really come up through through the minor league system. And actually be good. Because everyone else is such a hit and miss nut job. And you're ruining you're ruin basically you're ruining Connor McDavid's life at this point. Because <laughs> he is at a point now where it's like, my God, like his no no movement clause goes into effect whenever the hell the new league season happens. Um I think. Cause it's I don't know where the new league season happens because it's with everything being shifted, it used to be July one. I don't know if that's still the case. But there's no movement kicks in then, whenever that new season is, and then, boy howdy! I don't know if anybody's going to take that 12 million hit though, with a 12.5 million hit. It's a lot of money. Don't know about you, Jen. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a good amount of cake. But we'll see. I don't know. I, I also kind of don't subscribe to the goaltender being the scapegoat in most of it. Mike Smith's case, yes. Um. But the fence needs to help out a little bit, too. Where was Duncan Keith this whole thing? He didn't play great. Darn on those, obviously, dealing with a torn hip flexor. But still, if you're, if you're that banged up that you're not going to support your goalie, you know, why are you even out there? That's what drives me insane about these injury reports after the playoffs. Because A, you're hurting your future health. And B, you're not helping your team by being out there at 60%. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you if your end goal is to win the cup, guess what? You're going to get that ring because you played most of the season, brother. Like you're you're still going to get your name engraved in the cup if you play that 42 games a year. You're you're okay. You're going to get on there. Don't have to worry about being the hero. But some of these guys are just dopey, dopey as hell. Where was the other? Th- oh yeah, the it reminds me when the when Cody Rhodes the whole Cody Rhodes thing this weekend, torn his bicep and he's going out there and it's just like hockey culture going into wrestling. My God. <laughs> My question is, where's the medical team on this? On Cody Rhodes thing or? Uh, like in general on, on some of these injuries. I'm sure they're there. The problem is, is that they don't, they don't necessarily, I guess the player is the last point of contact, right? You would think. It's like, well, I want to go. Well, can't keep you here. Like we can't, we like hospitals. We can't keep you here if you want to leave. Legally, we cannot keep you here. 
but you're right. They should they should you know err on the side of caution. But you know some of these players are making millions and millions of dollars. And maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a coach thing. We've seen how much you know higher ups abuse the system in every which way but loose. So this should be no different. Why is it? Why would this be any different, right? Right. Just seems so dumb. I agree with like this whole thing about oh my god we're gonna we're gonna play and it's gonna be va- and and well the NHL also does a great job of of hyping that up about saying oh he's missing seventy five teeth still played the game cool uh, you know what do you guys what do you guys do for him after he retires like how I'll just slide you know brush him under the rug he didn't exist don't worry about it anyway that's that. Ah, boy, howdy. Hey, Boston fired their coach, Butch Cassidy, riding off into the sunset in Boston. Which? Hmm? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to bring up the stats. Um, Which doesn't make sense, because none of this is Cassidy's fault at all. If anything, it's on management. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the famous line? Coaches are hired to get fired. Yep. So, I mean, looking at his record in Boston, his first head coaching gig since he went to, uh, since he got out of Washington, right before they really got really good. So, coached two years in Washington, then coached in Boston. Boston, his record, 245, 108, and 46. Went to the Stanley Cup Finals twice. Lost in the second round three times. Lost in the first round twice. Six playoff appearances in six years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell you can do about that. Like, how do you assert everything? How do you shake everything out? It's kind of weird. Like, this whole thing is just doesn't make well, sense. Now there are things coming out where they're saying that the locker room should be the player's room and that Cassidy's I don't know attitude or behavior or whatever was like too overbearing and this and that and you know players were tuning him out because he was too strict and whatever and and I'm just like at the same time how do you know that's just not the players hurt egos you know what I'm saying yeah no I get that but but you look at the 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 makeup of that team and how much of an older team it was. And I can see them getting a little much more butthurt for that. Like, we know what we're doing. We've been here for years thinking they know best. And I guess after six years, it does kind of drone on and on. You're not going to get a situation where Scotty Bowman's coaching for a decade plus anymore. Because, yeah, it's just... It, the, I love the concept of guys losing the room. Um, just because it's like, that's such a such a misnomer. Like, that seems like such a cop-out. How do you lose a room when you've been there forever? Like, maybe you need to lose the players, but you can't do that in a salary cap era and where there's guaranteed contracts. <laughs> so I think that that's a big thing too. I think Cassidy probably wants wants that part where it's just like we don't want I don't want guarantee. I want to be able to cut the guys that are pissing me off that aren't pulling their own weight. Well, and that's only fair. I mean, if if Cassidy is seeing players that are problematic for whatever reason, then theoretically he should have the ability to fix it or have management fix it by Mm -hmm. sending a player down or whatever. But um, Boston's management team just hasn't 
hasn't done much of anything. They've not been active, really. That management team hasn't changed since freaking the expansion era, has it? Harry Sinden's been there forever? Or is he dead? No, he retired. Oh. Still. There's a lot of a lot of guys there that are still there. Like the Jeremy Jacobs people. Yeah. That, you know. They're just they're doing what they do. Well, and Cam they have Cam Neely in there too. Other people think he should be gone. You know, I don't know either way. I mean, he hasn't done anything, so like, what are you doing here, bud? Cam, you just cruising by on that sea bass thing, buddy? Ah, uh, Cam, what are we doing here, buddy? Cam retires, Joe Thornton gets the gig. That'd be great. Or Cam gets fired, Joe Thornton retires, gets the gig, because we don't know how to... The only way we know how to honor our alumni is if they're working for us. <laughs> we don't know how to do it any other way. But, Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, if Cam Neely learned under Harry Sinden, which it looks like he did because he begat, he he, uh, he was the successor, then, you know, maybe he learned a few of uh, Harry's tricks, and that's why they haven't propelled anywhere else. Oh, well. Such as life. Uh, Montreal hired Marie-Philippe Poulain in a part-time player developmental role. Really good news for her. Really good news for the team because God knows they could use a little bit more skill in their program with their younger guys. <laughs> can't just you can't just use freaking grit all the time. Uh, their their development program has been a train wreck for the last garbage eight years. At least at least eight years. There's been little to no uh, development. Like Cole Caulfield went down for just like a training stint because he was in college for most of the time. Nick Suzuki, I think, got raised up a little bit uh, from Vegas's system and then moved over. So it's like there's no, there's been no homegrown developmental talent for the Habs forward-wise in a while. No, well, and it's telling that the guys that they've traded have really bloomed on their new teams. Mm-hmm. So they weren't doing well. I mean, they were doing okay with the Habs, um, but. They moved them like Lars Eller. They moved him to Washington and watch him just explode forward in his development. They found the, they found the right spot for him, which I don't think Montreal ever has been able to do. It yeah. almost they're they're looking to take steps in the right direction, though. They're I mean, trying with with Kent Hughes as GM, Marty St. Louis as head coach. Now you get in uh, MP Poulon. I mean, you, you kind of start to reach out and have that whole situation where. Yeah, no, we have we know we have to address something. But what do we address? How do we address it? Where do we address it from here? Now it looks like they're actually figuring out, oh, this is how we address it. We bought the we bought the thing back from George Gillette about a decade and a half ago. Now we're finally figuring it out. <laughs> so. Well, and after the the lovely Mark Bergevin era. Yeah, that was an era. An era or error. It depends on how you look at it and how you spell it. But yeah, and now now we're here. Now we're there. Now we're everywhere. Uh, the awards were have been handing being handed out. The 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 not too great awards. The awards that are kind of just there, uh, including the. Uh, by the way, I thought they were done with the award show. 
situation? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently not. No. Um, yeah, it's going to be on ESPN. Oh, from the city, live from city, the city two, either New York City or Tampa Bay. Oh, so it's going to be in between. Okay, that's great. Keenan Thompson, who uh, played Russ Tyler on the Muddy Ducks, will be hosting, which good for him. He looks great, by the way. He's slimmed down a lot. Good for him. So they're going to have an award show. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to be happy. Uh, they already has seven winners. Uh, we mentioned Anze Kopitar getting the uh, Mark Messier Award last week. Um, Jack Adams, Daryl Sutter of the Flames, which is kind of a little bit of an amazing situation, but they had a hell of a year. Uh, Bill Masterton, Carey Price gets that one. Willie O'Ree, Noel Acton, Baltimore, Maryland, with the Baltimore Banners and the uh, the Tender Bridge Foundation out there at the Mimi DiPietro rink in uh, Patterson Park, Maryland. So congratulations, uh, 25 grand to that organization. Baltimore Banners have been fantastic. They have been a great story to follow in the community. So good to uh, Mr. Noel get that one. Selkie, Patrice Bergeron, no doubt, our fifth Selkie trophy. I think that's a record. Um, so there's that. Kyle Connor getting the Lady Bing trophy. And Sean P. O'Connor's favorite trophy, uh, the P- the the King Clancy Award, going to Piquet Subban. I uh, don't know why we have that trophy. Um, that was because, well, King Clancy himself was like super heavily involved in Toronto hockey, mm-hmm. and he was like this very beloved guy for a long, long time. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. So when he died. Of course, they made this trophy that basically honored who he was and what he did. And um, I get it. It's I like I get it because it encourages players to be part of the communities that they're in and give back and whatever. Um, But. I don't know. It. Nobody cares about it. Yeah. I mean, how they're doing it before the actual ceremony. You know, yeah. it's kind of there. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, can you do? I'm at, the, I'm at the point now where it's just like, it, these awards, the award shows in general uh, are pretty bad, pretty terrible, not necessary. I want to say <laughs> that the, the NHL is the only one who, the NHL and NASCAR are the only two bigger sports in North America that does it anymore. If I had my preference, they would just hand out the trophies at the same same time that they do the um, the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I know for uh, for like for me, it's just do it like the NBA does: announce it during the first round of the playoffs, and then go to that place and just present the trophy. Ta-da! We're done. We're out of here. We're having a good time for ourselves. Yeah, no one needs this awkward, unfunny. I mean, sure, the host is a funny guy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that the material that they're giving him is at all clever. Oh, God, terrible. I mean, remember when, uh, what's his name from Magic Mike? Channing Tatum? No. Joe Manganello? Him, yeah. And they were trying to make it like all funny, and it was like awkward and cringy and. Almost as bad as when Ron McLean hosted it back in the day in those many years. 
Yeah. Before we realize, yeah, you know what? Don Cherry wasn't just the only problem of that segment. Uh, <laughs> Don, Ron McLean is just terrible as well. But yeah, yeah. he's he's past his sell by date. Right. He's uh, just hanging out, having a good time for himself. Um, the Arizona Coyotes and the city of Tempe are going forward a little bit. Um, so the, the, it hasn't been agreed to, it hasn't been anything else, but the Coyotes put out a new video of all the new stuff that's going on. Looks fantastic. They changed the name of the steakhouse that was underneath the arena already. Like from the first one, it went from Chop House to some other name, uh, house. So kind of crappy. Uh, because you know they're already places moving out, and they haven't <laughs> even opened the damn thing. They haven't even broke ground yet. Um, but the intriguing part of this, intriguing part of the council vote to uh, open negotiations, five to two, by the way. Uh, comments from more than a hundred citizens and the reading of more than two hundred twenty-two written statements were included in the meeting. Eight hours, the special session held, whether or not they want this team. Whatever. Um, but they're going to do uh, studies for and public input for the $2 billion project. Uh, and I think one of the things was the commissioner, Gary Bettman, said that uh, we'll have to sign a document saying they're not allowed to move. And it, the number of which is 30 years. 30 years. Also, Bettman said that he promised the new arena would be both given an all-star game and an NHL draft if built. So there's that. But 30 years is a goddamn lifetime. <laughs> Holy shit. But you're also pulling a little bit more central from the Phoenix metro area, not all the way west like Glendale is. Right. It's it's location at this point. Mm -hmm. And I guess apparently uh, the meeting was held after the city issued a request for a proposal almost a year ago for a sports and entertainment district at the 46 acre site that is currently a dump. And it also falls near the end of the runway at Sky Harbor International Airport. So... Yeah. I have never seen anyone try so hard to to prop up a team as Bettman has with Phoenix. Like I like there's literally no other comparable example to the work that Bettman has done with Phoenix. But I get it. I get it more than I do the Atlanta thing was a mess just because there's ownerships in three different cities all across the East Coast and they were infighting. Fine. Sure. Um, you probably know more about the Norm Green situation than anybody else in terms of Minnesota. Uh, yeah. What happened there. But Phoenix is such... It's, it's almost like Houston in a way where Phoenix is... Uh, that's a big population. It's a diverse population. They want to make it grow. Wonderful. They have all the things in place. Problem is, Glendale's way the hell and gone from everything in particular. So, how the hell does that work? So, you can't work out there, and they shouldn't have been approved in the beginning, because I don't know why they thought everyone would shift from center to west. Didn't happen, oddly enough. Crazy how that works. Uh, there's no gold anymore. So, we can go ahead and, and get rid of that. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I understand why he wants to prop it up. It's a big marketplace. It's a big population. It's a big TV situation. It's big media, all this other stuff. It's fine. Um, But I don't get is people saying that Quebec City would be better. Yeah, people saying Quebec City would be better are living on a pipe dream. Quebec City is much is like 10 times less than Phoenix area. Um, the big thing about teams moving uh, into Canada, fluctuating dollar, of course, um, and then teams not, you know, going bankrupt because they realize they have to pay their money in American money and not Canadian dollars or Canadian tire money. Um, but. I mean, it just seems that, you know, the, the small hovels uh, that, that would support, that say they would support hockey, you know, don't have the infrastructure or anything like that to support hockey. Like, it, it's there. They're like, oh, the Videotron is already built. Yeah, are you going to go pay 150 bucks for, like, the cheapest ticket because you have to cut, you know, make wages that way? I don't think you will. Well, and with Quebec City, there are other considerations like the language issue. Because Quebec is a French first province. And um, not a lot of players are going to be willing to go and play in a city that's predominantly French speaking if they're not French speakers. Because it wasn't the Quebec City and Montreal thing just Anglophones versus Francophones? Originally, yes. <clears throat> okay. So... Yeah, I, that's a great point, too. I mean, you, you hear a lot of people give shit to the Canadians in terms of hiring French head coaches and getting French players so they can speak French to the media. Probably tenfold to that if Quebec City gets a team, no? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I saw a comment on it saying that, oh, yeah, well, it's just, Saskatoon has 37,000 people. They'd be able to sell out an arena every day. No, they wouldn't. Stupid. Shop it. Stop with I that. mean, Grand Forks has an arena and sells out, what is it, 11,000 some odd. Yeah, but the NHL also wouldn't approve an 11,000 arena <laughs> for right. use. Like this, right. the state thing is, you know, four years tops. Plus, it's it's nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing with like Saskatoon. You're nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so the things that are going to attract you in the NHL cities, like the restaurants, the city culture, the concerts, the Any outdoor activities, yeah. um, aren't going to be there. In, what are you going to do in Saskatoon? Like four-wheelers? Yeah. <laughs> um, snowmobiling? Go to the cottage in the summer. Tractor poles? I mean... Let's let's see what Saskatoon's travel uh, uh travel uh, travel stuff is. What are these travel? Aid. Nope, tourism. Yeah, that's what I want. Tourism stuff. All right, let's see what Saskatoon things to do in Saskatoon. It rhymes pretty good. The visitor center's open. We got that going for us. Um, partner hotels, experience special offers. You can immerse yourself in the culture, the indigenous culture that's there. Got that. Um, what to do? Wow, you can actually book a hotel through what you can check rates through their website. That's nice. <laughs> um, let's see, summer sea. Well, what well, winter? What do they got during winter? Things to do in winter. Um, what do they got? Outdoor activities, including ice skating, snowshoeing, 
tobogganing, cross-country skiing, biking, kick sledding. Huh? How about that? That, that does not. Nope. Things to do this June. Children's Festival. Pride Festival. Uh, all right. You're going to have to maybe... Uh, Wankunesquin. W-A-N-U-S-K-E-W-I-N. Mm. Okay. The Berry Barn. Camp Wolf Willow. That camping, that's another thing you can do in the prairies. People love that shit. Jazz, the Jazz Festival. I don't know, Saskatoon ain't shit, man. Quebec City has the big uh, festival with Bada Bomb, right? The big, big, plump, like, marshmallow thing. Yeah. Benome, or however the hell you call it. Bada Boom. That was the Quebec Nordiques mascot for a bit. Oh, the big that's blue right. fuzzy thing. Yeah, looks vaguely like an otter. Vaguely like an honor, vaguely like uh, if Cookie Monster actually blew up in the head. Uh, <laughs> like if the fat went to his head and he just got a big skull. I think that's what uh, that's what definitely would have got Cookie Monster going. World Whiskey Day in Saskatoon. Something. Why am I looking at Saskatoon? But so, at least in, in Quebec City, you're close to Montreal. Close-ish to Montreal. Close-ish to New York City. Like, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to go somewhere. Yeah. Get but at the same time, it's like, why would you, like, people, you know, why would you want to go there? It seems like the winters are much harsher. It's the same knock on every Canadian city. It almost seems like it'd be the Edmonton to Montreal's Calgary or any other place where it's like, it's too cold. This place sucks. I hate it here. There's two hours of sunlight. <laughs> Everything now you're describing where we live. Essentially. Essentially. Except in the summer where like 10 o'clock it's still kind of light out. It's like, what's going on here? Anyway. 30-year deal. God bless them if they can get it done. Um, and go on from there. Oh, boy. Who do you want in the playoffs? Who do you want to win the Stanley Cup? Anybody but uh, anybody but Tampa? So you're rooting for the Avs? Yep. <laughs> Oh boy, they're a fun team to watch. I used to hate the Avalanche for the longest time. Um, I don't know. I just thought the Altitude Network and their fans were too cocky, and then I just their fans kind of got over themselves. Um, and then now here we are, Darcy Kemper uh, and uh, Pablo Franco, just dominating the landscape of goaltending as we all predicted, walking through the uh, the, the playoffs. But I don't know. Nathan McKinnon's fun to watch. Gabe Landeskog's fun to watch. Kale McCarr is fantastic. It's hard not to root for that team. But. Yeah, they're. I mean, they've they've got plenty of scoring depth. They're they're fun to watch. Yeah, it's not even mentioning Miko Rantanen and all that stuff too. So, good times. Oh, I got like a jaw picking like right here. Hmm. I pop something. Maybe that works. Or maybe not. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> glad uh, glad Mark with a C was able to join us. He's doing great. Doing great work over here. <sighs> Johnny's at a bar with his coworkers. I I figured that because I know that he said he had a happy hour to go to. So we pardoned, we pardoned him for this show. We knew that was going to happen. His, his, one, his one... No, he does two years. So his twice-year visit to California. He should enjoy it. He watched he watched West Coast hockey for the first time this year. 
Uh, yeah. and, and he loved it. He said, I was able to watch a whole Western Conference game. He enjoyed it. Still had time to sleep. <laughs> so, good for him. Uh, Mark with children, so we'll see. I don't know if he's got anything to uh, put forth. Like, I don't know how much he's watched with the kids waking up and not waking up. But, mm. yeah. You know how that is. Yeah. I remember watching one or two games of the Dallas series and just knowing that Dallas was not going to pull this one out. When was this? This year. Oh, against Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, no, nice try, guys. Guys are going to give it a valiant effort, but alas, it was not to be. And then we I'm kind of surprised Calgary went out. Hmm? I'm kind of surprised that Calgary went out. Well, it looked like they were going to go... Like they they were facing the Mike Smith of old, and then the Mike Smith of old turned into you know kind of good, uh, good enough to get them get past the Flames, and you know the idea of Johnny Goudreau not showing up in the playoffs or not taking that extra getting in that extra gear uh, may wreak its ugly head a little bit and may rear its ugly head just a little bit. But he's a free agent. We'll see how much he gets on the market. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't beat the Oilers. But then the Oilers kind of didn't show up for the third round. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of surprised. And the the East was going to be a crapshoot anyway. I mean, you didn't have a really big team kind of stand out for that. But that's how that's how things go in the uh, in the playoffs. Pop yeah. Mark with a C joining us. We're talking about uh, your brother getting finally seeing a West Coast hockey game all the way through. Yeah, uh, with him. I being guess out. it helps being three hours. Yeah. It helps that he starts at 5 p.m. Yeah, time. he still gets to go to bed at 8 p.m., but it, <laughs> he gets to see the whole game. He does. He does. How much Have you seen much West Coast hockey? No. No. No, that's a negative. Have you seen much hockey? Should, yeah. Should, oh. I actually, I watched a little bit of the uh, Rangers. The, well, obviously. Yeah. Rangers, <laughs> if it's not West Coast, <laughs> exactly. uh, I saw a little bit of the, the game the, last night. I oh, watched God. the first period before I called it a night. Yeah. Apparently that's all I needed to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the end of it, and it's kind of just there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I always. It doesn't take long for me to scroll through Instagram and find out what happened. That's it's a usually great that's usually how I find out the next morning is. Yeah. Highlights from Instagram. And I know I'm old. About the NHL Instagram is that they'll put all the highlights on there. Yes. So it's like ah, this is a nice refresher. If I miss the game or like, I don't care about the East Coast. And then with a dumb caption, but I don't read the captions. Exactly. Kale McCarr, great way to start your day. Okay. <laughs> Just show the fucking goal, please. I'm tired of this. Don't have, Not everything has to be a bit NHL.com. So, yeah. Oh, boy. We were talking about also the 30-year deal that the uh, NHL wants in this Tempe deal with Arizona. The thirty-year seems non- a little outrageous. Thirty-year non-relocation clause, <laughs> keeping them until twenty fifty-four. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Good luck. I don't need another arena. Yeah. I'm wondering what the loopholes in that clause are because there are always loopholes. Oh yeah, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey loopholes. Pancakes? Uh-huh. Is that no? That was Dustin. That was better. Yeah. I always get them confused. I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Lupul had a uh, bonitis. That's right. Every time, every time a 
a puck touched him, he broke a bone. Every time the thought of a buck coming at him, he fucking like tore his ACL, and then away he went. <laughs> Things happen, man. But um, we welcome on Lyle Richardson, SpectresHockey.net. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the party. Hey, always. Hey, Jen. Hey. How's the move going? <laughs> um, <laughs> if I wasn't at the very end of it, I would cry. Oh, <laughs> well, at least you're coming to the very end of it anyway. Yeah, we leave tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. She better. We got to pack this shit tomorrow, man. <laughs> so. so you're uh, going to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Omaha. Good old Nebraska. Mm. I'm a 311, and that's about it. The Reuben, apparently. We found out the Reuben. They have a lot of Reuben shops there. Oh, well. And Irish pubs. I didn't think the Irish went that far inlet, but here we are. (laughs) Nonsense. Scandinavians did. Right? Yeah. So many Irish pubs. There's one called Sean O'Brien's. I'm like, what? (laughs) Just a a dude. It was actually, which was actually founded by a guy, a dude named Sven Jurgensen. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's their take on Irish Irish cuisine. <laughs> it's not. It the problem is you know it's not authentic because it actually tastes good. Oh, but um, take that, Sean Leahy. It's not all potato based either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Jen Co, do you want to go finish your pack and then? I suppose. You want to stick around? That's up to you. <laughs> you told me when everyone got here you wanted to leave because you fucking hated them. Um, so oh. that now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that. Oops. This move's, this move's made it cranky. Yeah. <laughs> um, a happy face. This, move, this move has been hellish. It's been yeah. Hellish. Well, because you're going to Omaha. That's why. Right. Exactly. You're going from one farm town to another. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and don't forget, they're also famous for, for Mutual of Omaha. Which was also the host of Wild Kingdom back in the seventies and early eighties, back when I was a kid. Mm. That was the first. That was like the first nature program we discovered. Yes, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. I don't remember that. With your host Marlon Perkins. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And I get my choice of uh, hockey teams. Oh. Hockey and um, is it? What are the Lancers? Oh, uh, USHL. Yeah. Ah. Double be fun. There you go. That'll be good for you. (laughs) How long is the drive? Seven. Oh. It's farmland. Yeah, exactly, which is even worse. Oh. So we're not going to see much of anything. But Lots of wheat. Lots of wheat. A lot of wheat. A lot of things going on. Yeah. A whole lot of nothing. Oh, well, you know, mountains, hills, lakes, oceanfront. That's all overrated. Yeah, Yeah. no, any kind of scenery. You're right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's overrated. You don't want to be distracted on your drive by scenery. It might no, slow you down. Bored to death and <laughs> fall asleep. We're going to run out of things to talk about after a half hour. Yeah, exactly. So she'll find she'll perk up like hour three. Hey, New Zealand Londi had a horse. All right, fuck Jen. <laughs> God damn it. It could be worse. I mean, it could be like last night. Mm-hmm. He comes into the living room, and I'm like, you know, purple's a funny word. Purple. Purple. Yeah, that was... Purple. That's when I wonder what she, what she had in her uh, burrito today. 
that day. <laughs> you know, when you ask for mushrooms, you have to specify. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not the magic kind. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, nobody gets mushrooms and burritos. Yeah, yeah, really. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of burritos are you eating? Kind of bit with that. The magic kind. <laughs> there it is. Kind of let that one roll by the wayside there for a minute. And they call him Magic Mark. There you go. Hey. Yeah, they made a movie about me. Mm. It was a Skinamax version of some other. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the Walmart brand of Magic Mike. The direct video of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jen, if you want to skedaddle, you can skedaddle. Okay. Right. I shall go do my last few chores. Hooray. Best of luck. <sighs> Thanks. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys another time. Okay. All, right. All right, Jen. Talk to you like it. Oh, hi, Jen. There she goes. Look at her go. Look at her go. I said go. <laughs> oh, my. All big right. moves, big things are happening. Thanks to Jen who came in, uh, who, who showed up at uh, late notice. I forgot uh, Johnny P out in the bars with his book out in California. Out in California. La, la. Um, man, Lyle, the Oilers kind of, they gave up the last goal is essentially what happened. Oh, boy. In the, yeah. the goaltending duel that was Colorado and Edmonton. <laughs> Somehow. The goaltending duel that wasn't. Yeah. We talked yeah. earlier, Jen and I, about players that, had a lot of potential ruined because of shit goaltending. We came up with um, the Stasny's in Quebec and Marcel yeah. Dion in L.A. Mm. Um, Though for a time he did early in his in his years in L.A. he actually did have a good goalie, right? Vashon, but that was yeah. a couple of years and yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, any any come to mind for you of star players who had a lot of their good years ruined by just terrible, terrible goaltending. Ooh, God, that, that's a tough one. I was initially going to say Cam Neely, but that's not true because they had like Andy Moog there for, for several years cup. when he was very good and, you know. No, he never won a cup. Oh, they went to the cup and... and yeah, they went to the final twice, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that that's yeah that was just lack of overall depth because uh, Harry Sinden was a cheapskate. Um, hmm. Jeez, that's a you know that's a really good question. I I'd say would basically what you guys mentioned would, would probably probably comes closest. Um, you know you can't say Joe Thornton because he had uh geez, he had really good goalies there uh, Nabokov for a number of years, um, and Martin Jones when he was actually good early in his career backstopped him to to the Cup final. So. Hmm. Yeah, that oiler goaltending. Um, you know, listen, God love Mike Smith, that, you know, erratic 40-year-old guy. You know, I mean, doing what he could, doing the best he could. But at the end of the day, his best was not not good enough. And uh, But it's, it's not fair to hang it all on him, though, either. No, no, no. no. I mean, the defense. My, this is the ongoing theme. As much as we like to, as much as we've made an almost 20-year bit about Boston needing a goaltender, even in the years when they didn't because they had a Vezina goalie, but Edmonton really needs a defense. Good Lord. Good mm -hmm. Lord. I mean, yeah, you can you can talk about the secondary scoring, and yes, they could definitely use a little bit more of that, but, you know, and yes, they definitely need a reliable starting goalie, but, oh, man. That that blue line death. Now maybe it gets better as kids like Evan Bouchard, you know, improve as they go along. But man, mm -mm -mm. 
and and we as we creep up on <clears throat> McDavid getting into his next to the fifth year of his eight year contract as the no movement clause kicks into effect, it's like, man, he has got to really push the 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 marker here of we need a goddamn goaltender. I don't know how well you get it. We need to get somebody in here for Christ's sake. Because while it's not hung on Mike Smith, it's you know, you can yeah. say if Darnell Nurse really tore his hip flex with that bad I was playing. Um aside from that whole oh we're a warrior. Um <laughs> But I mean, it's just like there were some saves there. He had to make. Oh Lord! Fucking did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean that, and that would be the thing. And it would usually come after he'd made a spectacular save. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it would just be, and there's the weak one. So yeah. Um, you mean the one that he let in from three fourths the way down the rink wasn't a good one? Yeah. <laughs> and he's looking for someone to blame. Yeah. Yeah. He raises his arms like. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you gonna say, dude? Nobody was near you to scream. Come you. on, McDavid. You should have put that in the back of the net on the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Side I know you're on one leg, but where's the back check? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Boy, how was the situation? Well, well, yeah. Um, but the, the, the problem is, again, it's that the age-old story uh, with them is is they're they're the others are in a in a bind of their own making because that that cap space just just ain't there. Now they could get 2.2 mil freed up if if Mike Smith retires, um, you know. Because he's that enough. They still got guys to sign. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> and they, what did I see? My last thing that was. We had 11 million free. Yeah. Players. Yeah, because well, you got that seven mil is free for sure. You got you'll get an extra four because Oscar Clefbaum is permanently done. So permanent LTIR for him if you need to go over. And you could get an extra 2.2 mil freed up if Mike Smith retires, you know. Um, but still, you know, like right off the bat, do you lose Evander Kane? You know, because that's hard to decide. Because would they have gotten as far as they did without him leading the playoffs and goal scoring? I that don't. Was a hell so. of a combination, by the way. Those three on the yes. back play. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so you know. <laughs> Um, so that, you know, you, you, you want to try and find a way to, to, to keep Evander Kane, but when you do that, that's going to eat up right off the bat. That could eat up almost half of your available cap space. And now you still need a goalie and you still need blue line depth and yeah, you still need secondary scoring. So mm, yeah, what's it going to do? Uh, I saw like, you know, some of the Edmonton media are saying, well, maybe trade Tyson Berry. Yeah, you could do that, but you know, what? that, <laughs> That that moves a puck moving defenseman. You're still moving out a defenseman. Right. Uh, trade Zach Cashin. Good luck with that. Um, you know, I, I really who do you yeah? And, and do you really bring back Yessi Puliyarvi? Is this finally the year where they finally just decide this ain't gonna work and you trade his rights? You know, maybe trade him to bring in that defenseman that you would have spent money on to resign. You know, Puli Yarby instead use that. You trade him and use that money to to uh, bolster your your D, or bring in a secondary scorer, or try and bring in a goalie. You know, right? And they, you may need two. Like, think about it. Is Stuart Skinner really ready to at least be a backup, full time backup? God no. So barely, he's barely doing that great in the freaking uh, in the AHL. Right. So, what you gonna do, brother? 
Yeah. So there we are with that. I mean, uh, we were talking about that too. Is like the goaltending these days, the development hasn't been that great either. You don't have a lot of stud goaltenders coming up through the ranks anymore. No. No. And, and that's the yeah, I'm I was I'm thinking and God forbid this happens we get back to fire wagon hockey here and we just keep getting going let's go mm. and, you know nine nine to six games every night that will get the popularity <laughs> brewing well and here's the thing I mean and, and the thing is Edmonton actually had to beat two really good goalies to get as far as they did mm-hmm. you know in in a resurgent Jonathan Quick I mean he's yeah. the reason he's the main reason the Kings stretched that series to seven games. He was outstanding. Um, and then they go in and they light up Jacob Markstrom, a Vezina Trophy finalist, like a Christmas who tree. Look, who didn't look that great against Dallas either. Let's let's take that into account. He didn't look too great against Dallas towards the but end. He, yeah, but he didn't look horrible like he did in that, that oh. series against the Oilers. My Lord. Yeah. yeah. But goaltending, not great. You don't have many guys out there. UFA market's dead. All your even... Time. Look, even if they had managed to somehow upset the Avalanche and and reach the Stanley Cup final, if you're going to be going up against Shosturkin or or Vasilevsky, no way, just no way, you know. And, and for all the talk we talk about the Leafs having all their money uh, banked up in forwards, <laughs> uh, I think what is it, thirty eight million dollars in the top four forwards for the uh, Edmonton Oilers that they yeah. have. Banged yeah. up, yeah. So. And that's and that's not counting Evander Kane. Nope. You know, you you'd be looking easy depending on. Now I still say it depends on on how things shake out with his uh, contract termination grievance with the Sharks. You know, I I you know maybe I'm being naive, but I'm thinking you know if 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 uh, the arbiter decides okay, um, you know the Sharks owe you five mil a season for the next three years of the remainder of your contract, you know, that could be a three million, you know, he could get three mil from the Oilers per season for, for three years. And now you got three years riding shotgun with McDavid. So maybe they catch a break that way. Maybe, but who can say, you know, I mean, he might be content to go and test the free agent market and maybe, maybe there's just not enough teams that are willing to take that chance on him like the Oilers could. You know, they could be looking at him and going, yeah, talented guy, a lot of baggage. Maybe if we had a guy on our team like a McDavid that he would play with him, a guy that he respects. Because that's the thing. Evander Kane does not kick up a fuss if he's on a team with with superstars, better players than him that he respects. Mm -hmm. You notice when Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski were there in San Jose, you never heard a peep out of them. You know, but once they left, then it became, oh, the Evander Kane show. right? Right. Yeah, so, but you you see this way more often in football than in hockey. I don't. <clears throat> it takes a certain kind of not only just a leader or two. It takes mm-hmm. a certain kind of locker room and coaching staff and front office to yeah. be able to rein in that sort of talent and attitude mixture. <clears throat> and maybe the Oilers, I don't know how. Maybe they have it for Kane. I just I don't understand how because they haven't been able to rein in or do any sort of productive productive anything with any other talent over the last decade. <laughs> but maybe some mixture of what whatever they're doing right now is the, the mixture. Mark is is he meshes well with McDavid? Yeah, he. That's so so all yeah. you need to do to rein in Kane is to put him on the line with the best player in the game right now. Oh, okay. Exactly. 
that's easy enough. Compare his stats and and yeah, but you know, but again, he contributed. He was a significant factor in their reaching the Western Conference Final. That cannot be denied. Did you take all of his personal baggage and set it aside? That cannot be denied. So, you know, if if he gets a favorable ruling from an arbiter. And let's say the arbiter says, uh, well, yeah, the Sharks owe you a full seven mil. Oh, my Lord, per season. Yep. You know, well, here's, you know, okay, here we go. Uh, Edmonton, uh, top up uh, 2.5 mil, we'll make it 9.5. There you go. And he comes back dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would not rule that out as a scenario. If he gets a favorable ruling from the arbiter, you know, and the Sharks end up paying most or perhaps all of what they owed him on the original contract termination. We will see. Yeah, I'm. I'm at a point now where yeah. Kane's great. That's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that happening, Lyle. No, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not really betting too much on Got that. Uh, and I saw you. Got him. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I would pick it up earlier, but my, I'm just numb from all the bombarding of sports book commercials that have been hurled my way. <laughs> watch the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. Lyle, 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 listen, man. It's it's fine. It's great. DraftKings had you set it plus 145 for getting annoyed in the first hour. Uh, I didn't think it was at all possible that Aaron Paul would annoy me, but I am sick and tired of seeing him on my on my yeah, TV. We get now. we get Drew Brees incessantly yeah, in the you, states. You guys, we oh. have different commercials, and that makes it even more hilarious. And JB, JB Smooth and Drew Brees. Oh wow, are the only ones we see. No, we we get we get Aaron Paul going. If you're not betting with the number with the world's number one sports book, then you have to ask yourself, why am I not betting with the world's number one sports book? Because I don't fucking bet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, by that logic, by that <laughs> cyclical logic, you can justify anything. Exactly. I mean, look, I understand his career hasn't uh, his career has, has fallen yeah. off since since Breaking Bad. I get it. You gotta you know you gotta make your bucks where you can. But Jesus. Between that and Wayne Gretzky uh, shilling as well, that just makes me sad. <laughs> that yeah. just makes me sad. Keep that money, man. Yeah. That just makes me sad. But here's the thing. If they're going to throw money at you and you do very little work, why wouldn't he? He's doing that for Turner Sports. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm sure that he's that he was unaware that there that you know yeah I don't blame Wayne or for that matter Aaron Paul or any of them for the commercials that they made because you know I'm sure they did not ex- anticipate that those commercials would be bombarding people uh, every day um, you know, whenever you watch sports it's just you know uh, yeah, anyway now it's not fun anymore no it's not fun no fun. Congratulations, you took all the fun out of betting. <laughs> way to go, sports. Yeah, way to go. Uh, speaking of Turner Sports, uh, most watched Western Conference Final Game 4 on cable since 2013. There you go. Up 41% versus 2021. <laughs> the million viewers during that game. That's so. because they're on better networks. Or accessible networks. Let's and, well, that's a better way to put it. That's yeah. it. A much more accessible network. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to compare. <laughs> it is. When you were on NBC Sports before that, which yeah. is, you know, no offense to NBC Sports, but you are not the worldwide leader in sports. And you're also not TNT. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was OLN. So... Right. 
and, and, and every now and then you get a you do get a playoff game on NBC yeah. or did, the but then it would it would it would get you know sent Bump. to the horse race. Yeah, and yeah. Then you, yeah. You wouldn't get to watch the end of the game. Exactly. So of course it's you know the ratings are up, but like that's why I don't even bother publishing that. Yeah. Um, I say when I saw the ratings come out, I'm like, well, of course they're going to be bigger, for God's right. sake. You're on ESPN yeah. and TNT now. Well, that's that's my face. So statistics, you know, for for as much as we hate advanced stats, any stat without context, yes, can, yes. can be made into whatever you want it to. Yes, be. yes, indeed, <laughs> sir, indeed. That's like saying that the you know the the best one of the best offensive players in the game is terrible because he's a minus 20 on on a team that's lousy but it's yeah. all his fault because he's you know yeah, yeah. you know that's you know it's, right. it's ridiculous or, or without qualifiers you could be like well you know so and so had a 1000 shooting percentage well he only took one shot <laughs> he he played for 3 minutes and then he got sent back down to the minors yeah. exactly he came in, got the empty net goal in his first game, and then there it goes. <laughs> right. Look, he the took best over, shooting percentage of all time. He took over, you know, with seven minutes left in the game. Uh, he made five saves. All he stopped all five shots he faced. So yeah. he emerges with, uh, you know, a, a you know, a, a spotless, uh, you know, one thousand save percentage. Yeah. And you know, a zero point zero zero GAA. And, and doesn't yeah. make, doesn't that make David Aries the best goaltender of all in NHL oh, history? Oh, absolutely. By of that it does. Of measure. It does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because who needs context when you can just throw stats and just <laughs> to, to to make your point? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> My baby makes it happen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Oilers. Yeah, they got more questions than answers right now. Who's the who's the uh, who's the goal who's the goaltender next year for the Edmonton? Holy who's, Jesus! Uh, you got to go on the bargain bin for that. Though, though, I must say, Scotty, mm-hmm. I must say mm-hmm. that 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 tweet you shared with me that oh that, God, was, yeah. that was money like that right off the money. bat. All right, uh, Mark, uh, I, I will I will enlighten you. We got yes. there was a tweet from some. Uh, Jabron uh, in Canada, who's trying to make it, you know, Passing some guy trying to make a sports career, YouTube <laughs> stuff, try to get inside information. He put out there, he heard, and let me get the the tweet up again. Oh yes, uh, remember context, details. context. So, um, this was 11:30 p.m. or so, mid, just past midnight East Coast on the fifth. Uh, so you might be in a little bit too. He says. <laughs> Hearing that Carey Price will be back next season and be traded to the Edmonton Oilers to finish his career, Habs will eat 60% of the salary and take one bad contract from the Oilers, giving Price a three-year window to win with McDavid. Now, all right, let's dissect this from a fundamental standpoint. Yes. First off, um, 50%, all you can take, max you can take. So that puts that at 5.25, I think, or 5.15. 5.25. He's, 5. he's got 10.5 mil, so you were right the first time. 5.25. Right, cool. um, secondly, no movement clause is a thing. You have to you have to move you have to waive that. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy enough is a thing. Right. You know, that knee, we don't know what the hell's going on with it. Neither does he, I'm sure. <laughs> um, there's not a bad contract you can trade that they would want. Or, or is humanly possible because any bad contract, luckily, the Edmonton Oilers gave someone like Duncan Keith a no-movement clause for that 35-plus contract. 
Mwah. Fantastic. No one's going to want that. So, yeah, and that, like, ugh, I read that, and I wanted, I wanted to engage so badly. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those, it's like one of those Instagram posts where they misspell a word on purpose yeah. just to make sure that people comment yeah. on it. Yeah. To, to drive up engagement. Or it's like only only 30% of the population can do this. And it's like writing the letter S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's the engagement they want. And I just I just sat there and I saw that and I'm like, I typed out things like for 30 minutes, typed and delete, typed and delete, typed and delete. And I'm just like, I'm just going to screenshot this. I want to send it to Lyle in the morning because he could use a good laugh. Oh, yeah. And and then I sent one back to you as well. Yes. Yeah. I thought you might appreciate that. Which one did you send back to me? Oh, yeah. You send you send me the now we throw our heads back. It's back in laughter. Yes. Yeah. That's still my, my favorites from Perfect. George of the Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Great time. Great movie for Brendan Fraser. God bless Oh, God. Yeah. So much. Um. So, yeah, that that is still with us, I think. Yes, yeah. he is. Is he? Yeah, his career isn't, but he still is. <laughs> God bless him. Bless so, him. what bad contract are you going to send over, Lyle? What bad contract <laughs> would you be willing to accept <laughs> as a Canadiens fan? Oh, my Lord. Where do you... Uh, <laughs> Duncan Keith, maybe. And that that's still, that's still his... Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that still his original contract? For, with It is the, still his yeah. original contract with the Blackhawks. He waived his... Uh, yeah, so that's not even a 35-plus deal. Okay. No. Yeah, he signed that way back and back before we had uh, eight year limits on on contract. December third, two thousand nine is when he signed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he still For has him. full no movement. Shrewd business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dale Talon. Hey, he listen. As much as we can mock. The Blackhawks, uh, for all of some of the bad contracts they did have, Duncan Keith was an absolute steal. Five you had a, a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, a guy who won the Conn Smythe Trophy for five million change from 2009 through his, the remainder of his playing prime. Okay. So, yeah, that, that worked out pretty good. Um, but now, yeah, of course, he's, he's 38 and 5.5 million is just, yeah. yeah. He'll have, to, he'll have to waive that no movement clause for himself. As and well. he won't because he the only reason he agreed to go to Edmonton was so that he could be close to where his, his son his son lives uh, in, uh, in in British Columbia. Mm. He couldn't get a, a trade to Vancouver. Uh, Edmonton, oh, yeah. Edmonton was actually closer to where he, he his 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 son is living with his his ex-wife. So that's uh -huh. why he took the trade to Edmonton to finish up his career so he could be closer to his son. Um, so he's not leaving Edmonton. No. Um, <laughs> I can't think. Honestly, I can't think of any. I'm looking up and down contract. Like, yeah, uh, you, you're going to trade kind of no. That's not the the other deals they have. Zach Cassian three point two. That's not going to make a dent. Warren no. Fogle two seven five. And, and yeah, who's the other one? Warren Fogle. Oh no. Um, Derek Ryan. That's no, not going to make Tyson a dent. Barry. Tyson Barry, maybe I don't know. But then there goes your depth. Yeah. Plus, I think... the, the the Canadians are on the uh, trying to work their way up. I don't think they want to get fleeced in a deal like this. No, and and a bad contract. Well, especially if <laughs> see, this is the thing that that also throws a, a you know that the, the guy doing this complete either completely ignored because he's an idiot or just did it deliberately to try and trigger people, mm -hmm. is the Canadians are they need to shed salary. Mm -hmm. 
So if if they're trading Carey Price, you know they're they're going to try and trade that whole cap hit, that whole contract, remainder yeah. contract. If they do retain salary, they're going to want to retain as little as possible. Like you know, not five point two five, maybe two point two five, maybe three mil. You know, you don't want to retain half, and you're sure as shit not going to take back a toxic contract in return because now you haven't you haven't assuming you did. You were willing to retain 50% of Price's contract and take back a bad contract. You're not. You're not getting. You're not shedding payroll. Mm-hmm. You know. You're just. You're just putting yourself right back at where you were. And now you got rid of a guy who could still be potentially your best player if he's healthy. And you've taken on a bad contract with some guy that doesn't help you out. So it was stupid. And and not to mention the Canadians are rebuilding. They're rebuilding. They're not going to be taking on toxic contracts from here. They're they're still trying to shed Shea Weber's. That's yeah. that's the latest speculation. Is still they're still hoping to be able to 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 send Shea Weber's contract to Arizona. So, yeah, bury it there. Got it. Said each. Isn't that? But isn't that like the first thing that came to mind for me for burying contracts is Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know bodies as well well yeah well no that's actually no 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 not arizona that's that's nevada but lake mead that's where oh, they're finding a good it. point yeah. good yeah. point that's yeah close, that, that's close, that's for all the yeah yeah that's where all the bodies from casino got buried yeah <laughs> <laughs> but arizona is very close yeah true yeah. true true right there um but uh so currently as it sits right now mm. the canadians are just about a million dollars over the cap Yes, uh, um, but of course you you do you, you of course yeah, they yeah. they would use LTIR for Shea Weber if, mm-hmm. if need be, but they would actually rather just get rid of get the contract, get it out. Yeah, uh, and then who knows what the hell is happening with Carey Price and those four years left on that deal. <sighs> yeah, which also four years left on that deal, not three years less. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so just yeah, but that was a lot of This is how Fox News happened. <laughs> like this kind of shit and people but it. see but people will retweet that and mm. then it takes on a life of its own oh some did let, yeah let me let me see if well no i'm not saying legit check bo- no, check marks but, will retweet no, yeah. it and i'm sure some of them did, maybe did but people will just regular people will mm-hmm. so that so that that tweet uh has two likes on it and that is the interaction oh. you've gotten with it oh Never good. good nobody believed it yay uh one one is a, a big a big Habs fan hoping for the expos to come back and music brings a peace of mind okay that's the other one lure the best beauties in all u.s states ready for one-on-one meeting see nude photos before a date watching ah. this <laughs> so a bottle. Yeah. so yeah. yeah so yeah so Good times. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be a hockey insider. When, <laughs> so we joke about Arizona, but it, it, of all of the dead contracts that have ever been traded, we think of like the Chris Prongers, yeah. uh, the, those the sort of things, back, right? Is Arizona, I mean, Arizona's got to be number one in all of that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they still will be for the time being because until uh, they get their new arena built, I mean, they have to make the league minimum every year. You have to, as per the CBA. But that's only just in terms of paper. <laughs> yeah, that's paper value. The, the same as the same as my my you know my my uh, investor 
my mutual fund investor tells me that what I'm actually, oh, you know, whenever my, you know, goes down, oh, that's just a paper loss. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not real money. It's just until, a paper until loss. Until you cash out. Until you cash out. So yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so glad you mentioned the coyotes. Yeah. 30 year no relocation plan. Yeah, it's yep. like a Duncan Keith contract. It is a Duncan <laughs> Keith contract come to life. Come to life. Big time. Oh, yeah. Oh that arena goes off and they crossed a major hurdle last week. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Five to two in yep. that eight hour meeting, mm-hmm. uh, the special session. Which which featured a guest appearance by Shane Dunn. No. No. By several coyotes, actually. Okay. Like but, the animal, not the actual people. Yeah. <laughs> animal the animals. Yeah. Wiley. They, they, that's why they're stuck for eight hours. They were surrounded <laughs> they were by coyotes. By, they were cornered by coyotes. <laughs> they were vicious little bastards, too. Yeah. Fucking buggers. Anyway. we Apparently, they're rampant in Virginia right now. We have foxes and coyotes all over the place in the D.C. Damn. area. Foxes are all right, but coyotes are, coyotes are fuckers. Right. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, man, they will corner and kill a human being if there's a pack of them. They're nasty bastards. Yeah. Anyway, who was there, Lyle? Was Gary Bettman there? Uh, he 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 appeared remotely because there's no way he was actually going to like you know actually go to a a, a town hall meeting, good you know, a go city to, council meeting, go to, good board. He doesn't fly for less than five hundred million. Exactly, but he he promised. He said if the, if this deal goes off and the and the, that that. Um, Arena gets built in Tempe. Uh, the Coyotes will not move for they will be for at least thirty years. No relocation. Yeah. I guarantee. Years. I guarantee the Coyotes will win three Stanley Cups <laughs> during this tenure. <laughs> I will make personally sure of it. Yeah. Here, here's here's a question though. If this goes through, if that mm. third year goes through, mm. over under four more owners for this team. <laughs> over actually 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 before you jump but yeah before you go and jump in on that i mean the one reason why their current owner is really pushing hard for this is because he's got the correct me if i'm wrong he's got like the the the, the gaming rights yes states gaming rights and True. yeah so which is which fucked them over in this arizona deal because he can't or arizona state deal because he can't put the machines in there yeah for now yeah, but when yes. he gets the new, when he gets that new big arena, it's not just the arena. It's going to be an entertainment complex. In other words, the Tempe Arena and Casino, <laughs> though we won't mm-hmm. call it Casino. And it's Chop an, House. It's an entertainment right. <laughs> and the Chop Yeah, don't forget the Chop House. Well, I'm, I'm sad in line. I'll go ahead and make your point. I'll bring something up. <laughs> um, yeah, you go ahead. I know what's coming. That's okay. Um, but that's the big reason, though, why. I mean, if this goes off, it, it, that ownership will be should be stable for years, mm-hmm. years. And the whole idea then, of course, is they'll be making a lot of money. So then they'll be able to start spending more on the team, blah, blah, blah. And then they can get back and become a, you know, start actually uh, being a contending team again. And if they become a contending team, they will pack that building because oh, as, mu- as much as like the winner. As much exactly as much as people talk shit about the Coyotes, you know, ten years ago when they were when they went to the Western Conference Final, that building was rocking. The Gila River back then it was jobbing duck. Was it jobbing.com back then? It was jobbing. Yes, I believe it was jobbing. Yeah, um, yeah, the Al Snow uh, jobbing.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, you know, don't don't pack that place if this thing if this actually goes off, and then Batman will be praised for his his patience for. 20 years the legacy of gary Bettman. the legacy of gary oh Bettman. god i can't wait for that documentary so yeah that 30 they will name that arena in his honor the gary yeah. Bettman. welcome to Bettman memorial arena the the BMA. uh so all right so i was going through <laughs> the fucking video that they did the new video. better than just bm exactly <laughs> uh i went i went through the new video Okay. They changed the fucking name of the neat place. It is no longer Chop House Bazaar Meat by uh, Jose Andres. By the way, I, there's I'm absolutely no bizarre meat. There's absolutely zero chance I'm eating at a place called Bazaar Meat. And by the way, I don't care what way you spell it because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre? How bizarre? Exactly. Got to you want you want the rest of the steak? Get up. Got to buy the rights. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. I don't want bizarre meat or bizarre meat. But oh. after you get bizarre meat, you can go up to Putt Shack, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's mini golf inside. It's the Putt Shack. It's like it's like Caddy Shack, I guess. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So and then now here's the look at the arena. Look Ooh, at that beautiful. Look wow. Yeah. And look, look, the, there's the fucking video boards on the ceiling. On the My ceiling. Man, it's on the ceiling. <laughs> on the ceiling. What a feeling when your Jumbotron's on the ceiling. And look at the NHL 03 game that they have going on here. <laughs> it's fucking wonderful. Ah, there's the concert. Rock band's go. going on. Oh, yeah. All this. Oh, right back to the, right back to the graphics of this game. Why <laughs> would you put it on the ceiling? Well, my question is, why aren't you using the ceiling during the concert, wouldn't that be the perfect time to use the ceiling? Well, oh, they are. Oh, they are. There, there you it go. is. See, the jumbotron is going to be embedded into the ceiling. You have to crane your neck to look upward. You realize they're just leaving themselves open for massive lawsuits all the way around. Oh yeah, no, they better be sponsored by a chiropractic doctor. Yeah, a look memorable that. experience, an extraordinary vision. Look at that. Unlike Hi, I'm Michael Murphy. Were you injured at a Coyotes game by staring up <laughs> at the Jumbotron? Here's this waterfront property that we don't have any water around. Yeah. We just a powerful icon it. for the city. Oh, they're, they're making their own and water. Then, oh, then, look. Yeah, the water's there, and then it's just marshland. Yeah, yeah no, no water. water. Where's all the water? Highway. They don't have the marshland there, do they? It's in a desert? How do you well, they don't have any trees there, so I don't know what this is. <laughs> So wait, they're they're building an entertainment zone and a lake plus a marshland plus a green belt. And then what the fuck is this over here in the in the in the southwest? Don't quadrant? worry about it's it. It's an there. airport. It's just oh yeah, that's right. It's Sky Harbor. <laughs> I forgot they're on the edge of Sky Harbor Airport. That's so if right. The fucking thing careens off the runway. There goes your fucking <laughs> yeah. Then for two two years. Oh, uh, they didn't really put much thought into this, did they? Uh, no. And what is is that a train? Is that a train right next to the? What is that right there? Yeah, is that a oh, train? Oh, that's a stockyard. So that's it's what a that highway. Is. <laughs> is that a stock? It could be a stockyard. Could be oh, okay. Could be Cow Palace too. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, fucking fixing the Cow Palace, baby. <laughs> Welcome to your future. It's not my future, but sure. Yeah, sure, look, why not? Walk out. Wait, 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 wait. That's the saddle. Oh, there's the fucking water. We found the fucking water right there. Where, where's that water coming from? Don't worry about it. They have to have it because, again, if a plane goes off the runway, they have to find water somewhere. 
Wait, if a plane it's, goes off the runway, the they have rule. to find water somewhere. Yeah, why? Su- is this to, to bring the, the, the airplane back to life? Is that well, why? Well, no, to hose down the fire of all the charred bodies. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wait, that arena, the shape of that is looking suspiciously like a certain arena up in Calgary. They're yes, just moving. Because when Calgary gets a new arena, they're going to sell it on Craigslist. Ah, there it is. And, they're gonna and that's what they're going to do. They're truck all that down. It's a reverse. It's a reverse saddle dome. An inverse. For the long ones at the end. <laughs> That's true. An inverse saddle dome. It's, uh, <laughs> and look, look at all. Look, look at all these pool tops on the top of these hotels, or I don't know if they're hotels or condos. They're looking great. Casinos. Casino. Oh, yeah. That it is. It's all casino. Top casino hotels. That's all casino hotels, baby. There it is. Look at that. Look there at that. Fifty-four. Just all windows. If they oh, were smart, they'd make the top of the arena. It would be like an open ice rink, and which I know wouldn't be smart for Arizona, but stay with me. The then you'd be able to watch the game from the practice, rooftop practice pools. rink. They're doing great. Mm. Holding the state champ. Actually, no. I actually think this is actually Arizona State. They're, they so, <laughs> so just by the way, footage. there is a river that goes no- on the north side of Tempe. I just looked it up. It's okay. called the Salt River, in case you're wondering. There actually is a river that goes through the north side oh, of Tempe. So you're telling me a river runs through it? A river, a runs, river runs through it. That's uh, correct. Uniting Tempe with an iconic new home for sport. Iconic. 1610 AM, the yacht. Your iconic <laughs> home for sport. <laughs> Jesus, again. So go have some bizarre meat at Bazaar Meat. Yes, by Jose Andrew. Where the elite meet to eat. Man, what a what fucking ride. There? Oh, okay, that's good. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to play um, it again, Mark. Listen, no, no, I that's hope, fine. Listen, We've after seen everything, enough. After everything long-suffering Coyotes fans have gone through, I actually hope this goes off for them. I really do. You know, but I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, if this crashes and burns, too. But oh, yeah. There we go. It's inevitable. Oh, we'll if, this, if this doesn't go off, then, yeah, you know. Abandon all hope, essentially. Yeah. If this doesn't go off, just... just move to Houston. Yeah. That's give like, it up. Jesus, just or, give it. Or get your fucking season ticket package for your Sun Devils immediately. <clears throat> yeah. Because God knows. Because they ain't going to be having it. Well, because as they said, if this doesn't go off, that's it. They're done. They can't go back to Gila River. They're yeah. certainly not going to stay where they're going to be spending the next three years. Uh, well, no, so, they can't. Like, it's Arizona yeah. State's like, we want our own fucking building. Get out, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. You're, you're just lodging until you get a new home. Uh-huh. Until your new home is built. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. Does so. Philly Kessel sign back in Arizona, you think? No. Okay. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think he'd be looking at, you know, one more, maybe one more shot at maybe a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think, what do you, what do you think about or? Ovechkin left wing, Kessel right wing? Ooh. Ooh. If you if you lose Backstrom to that LTIR. That's true. Yeah. And let's be honest, Kessel's not going to cost you very much. Nope. He's not going to pay a lot for that muffler. I'll put it this way. If he can, if 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 he doesn't get signed within the first the first week by anybody, I would not be surprised to see him back in Arizona for another year. Here's the thing, Mark. You're going to risk losing Mojo for Phil Kessel. I mean, Oh, dear God. One. Like, 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Like that seems to be a risky. Uh, yeah. Very, very. You, yeah. This, this is a tough decision. Tough you, decision to make, yeah. man. Yeah. Hmm. Pray for Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo could wind up in the Salt River, for all I'm concerned. <laughs> I see Mojo going to Arizona, absolutely. There Just because go. they need to fill out a it's roster. On his, yeah, it's on his punch card. He hasn't hit that one yet. <laughs> the thing is, but the thing is, they actually have some good players on that team. Again, as much as we talk shit about the Coyotes, like everybody does, but they actually have some good players on that team. Yeah. You know? They got a lot of up-and-coming guys. It's so Malka, just... their goaltender, I mean, he came out of nowhere last season. It's like, holy crap, this guy's pretty good. You know, especially with that lousy D in front. But, you know, you get, you know, Jacob Chickern, yeah, he had a down year. But, uh, you know, this season coming up, if he stays, they got a new head coach in there. Or, you know, maybe maybe that things change that way. Maybe just need another year to get used to uh, to the new guy behind the bench. Shane Gostaspear, the Ghost Bear had 51 points this season. That's the second most he's had in his career on a team that finished dead last in offense. He had 51 points, finished fourth among Coyote scores. Like, this guy can still play. He's still pretty good. Clayton Keller, I mean, Lawson Kraus got, what, 20 goals for the first time in his career? You know, like they do. They've got some good young players there, and they're, they got more on the pipeline that are going to be coming up. So if, if they develop this team right, you know, in the next – Next three years, they could they could really start making some noise. So you hope so. I mean, all right. So deal. Yeah. So which of the head coaches that are currently available right now, which I'm sure is we're going to get to soon, are are going to be a good fit for this Coyotes team? I don't care who's there right now. They're gone. They they suck. <laughs> They're gone in a year. Oh, the best guy to go there. Listen, can we all agree that the best co- the best coach to go anywhere is Barry Trotz? Can we just all agree on that right I, yeah, now? Yeah, he's got to yeah. be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's probably going to end up in Winnipeg. So, yeah, that's my guess anyway, because he's a Manitoba boy. So I, I think maybe he comes home to Winnipeg and helps the Jets. After that, uh, I mean, Cassidy has to be up there. Bruce Cassidy. But Butch. The Bruins Cassidy, have been though, above average Cassidy, for his entire though, tenure. Yeah, but Cassie kind of had a knock against him, though, Mark, for not really utilizing his younger players that well. At least that's kind of the cliche well, the when they line, talk about DeBrusque. You go to a team like Arizona where there's nothing but young players, you're kind of yeah. fucking hooped. Yeah. So but, you got to utilize them or you're not going to have a team out there. Yeah, but see, this I was just going to say, though, this is why I don't buy into that theory. They say, well, Jack, or, you know, Bruce Cassidy was kind of hard of young players and they bring up Jake DeBrusque or some of the other younger guys that didn't develop. And it's just like, yeah, well, David Pasternak sure played well for him, developed well. Uh, Charlie, Charlie McAvoy played well for him. Brandon Carlo, you know, he did. Jeremy Swayman, their young goaltender. Holy geez. You know, he, he was their go-to guy in the playoffs. So for, for a coach who supposedly doesn't give his young players a chance, he sure gave a bunch of guys in Boston a hell of a chance. So anyway, that's my sideline. So yeah, maybe Bruce Cassidy could be a good fit there too. You know, the Bruins. I think he goes to Detroit. Sure, no, that would be a good fit. I, I think he goes to Detroit. That'd be a really good fit for him. Yeah. What do the Bruins do then? Like, what are why? Like, I don't uh, get. This, I don't get this. Yeah, I, I was a bit shocked when I heard that Cassidy got let go. I I I wasn't surprised when it happened. When I first saw it, I was like, ooh. But then I'm like, I'm not surprised because Cam Neely tipped his hand. 
back about three weeks after the Bruins got eliminated by, by the Hurricanes. They had their end of season presser. And he was saying about how, well, we, we'd like to have somebody come in there that could work better with our younger players. See, Neely stoked that nonsense too, yeah. right? Yeah. Again, ignore all the work he did with McAvoy, Pasternak, Carlos, Wayman, etc. No, no, no. He doesn't work good with our young players. But that was part of it. So he, he kind of he kind of let the cat out of the bag what they were going to do. But Bruce Cassidy, regardless of whatever flaws real or perceived you may have of him, he has a proven record of success with Boston. And I think he just basically is the scapegoat for this. He's paying for the sins of management. Uh, and that's Don Sweeney and also, yeah, Cam Neely. Because you look at their prospect pipeline, it ain't that good. No. You know, a lot of the guys they drafted, you you look at their draft picks from Don Sweeney since 2015. And again, not that good. No. So Bruce Cassidy basically did the best he could with what he had. And... Yeah, I, I think I Liz, yeah, don't, you know, it, yeah, it sucked that he got fired, but don't feel bad for him because he'll he's going to be coaching somewhere else before the start of, of of next season, and he'll probably do well there too. Boston is hooped; they are well and truly screwed for the season coming. They but really they, are. They did it to themselves. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, you know, and you know. They, I said last week, I, I, I still think that maybe Patrice Bergeron might give them one more year to kind of help them buy some time. But, you know, we, then we found out, oh, well, he had uh, tendon surgery on his elbow. Well, he'll be recovered, uh, you know, before, well before training camp was to start, but he still hasn't decided if he wants to come back or not. Meanwhile, Brad Marchand's out until January. Charlie McAvoy's out until, you know, late December. Uh, Matt Grelchik's out until December. You know, Mike Riley should be back in time for the start of the season. But right there, I mean, you know, half their defense core and their top winger are, are going to miss the start of the season. Right. You know, and we don't know who their head coach is going to be. So, yeah, I think they're, they're you know, maybe they'll surprise us, but I, I think they're screwed. Well, you have themselves to blame, man. Let's be honest. Yep. Yep. Um. We talked, Jen and I talked a little bit about this about guys playing through injuries because you looked at the dry title where oh. high ankle sprain, uh, hip flexor for Darnell Nurse, yeah, uh, Marshawn dealing with his stuff, Bergeron with his stuff, mm. Mac, you know, all these other guys. To what point does the glorification stop for this bullshit? <sighs> yeah, and, and where is the medical staff in this? Like, how are they able to step in and intervene? This, th- yeah, this is the myth. The mythology that has been built for decades that NHL players, hockey players are the toughest of the pro athletes. And I mean, listen, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, I, I'm impressed that these guys play through injuries that would sideline a normal human being that would lay up, put a normal human being into hospital. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, look you know. hey, as I hold up my broken finger for the as, fourth as straight As I week. hold up my still healing, friggin' surgically repaired wrist. Um, <laughs> and so on. Um, you know, sure, I mean, we're impressed by that. It's something that as hockey fans, we always go, all right, these are tough, blah, blah, blah. But this whole thing has its roots back in the old original six days because back then, Players 
played through injuries because if they didn't, they could lose their jobs. The whole that was always held over them by their coaches, by their general managers. You know, if you can't suit up, there's a kid down in the minors who's just dying to take your place. And you could end up back in the minor after you work so hard to get to the end. Now, you know, guys like the, the stars, players, of course, some things never change. They would never say that to somebody like Gordie Howe or Rocket Richard or Bobby Hall back in the day, right? But to anybody else, you know, second line, third line, fourth line guys, you know, third, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman, and they had no backup goalies back then. But they would say to these guys, they would hold it over them. If you don't, if you can't play, hey, we got a kid in the minus who's just dying to take your job. And after they worked so hard to get their job, to get there and stay there, they would play through these injuries. Yeah. And it just became part of the hockey culture. And it took on this sort of myth of of the you know hockey player who sucks it up and goes out there and plays for his team we're a team and you know i got to be there for my team even though you're playing through an injury that is obviously hampering your performance that is obviously in most cases not helping i mean for every leon Dreisaitl who could suit up who play through a high ankle sprain and still contribute put points on the board every night i mean he had four primary assists in that game in game four when it was obvious to all that he, he, man, he could barely skate sometimes and still picked up four primary assists. But for every guy like that, then you have someone like Darnell Nurse, right? And I'm not dumping on Darnell Nurse, but it was obvious that he was just not, something was very wrong with him, you know, especially as the playoffs went on. You know, he was, he was, he was making mistakes and missing plays and things like that and missing pucks that he would not miss if he was 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the, the movie trope that I keep coming back to for this is the, the scene where the, the athlete is like, well, can I make it any worse? If I play on it, will mm-hmm. I make it any worse? And the doctor sits there and says, <clears throat> shakes their head hesitantly, no, no, you can't make it worse. Well, <clears throat> okay, the way that pain management is now with whatever mm-hmm. drugs they're able to give players before the game if if the players are willing to take the risk that they can't make it worse than it already is, and they're being told that they can't make it worse than it already is, mm. then they can be given something to get them through a three-hour game paid with the pain management that's the drugs that are out there now or mm-hmm. the magic spray or whatever they do to, to numb the pain. So they're going to p- try to play through it, of course. I mean, back then it was, you know, for their jobs. Now yeah. it's for the glory I would say, you know, they maybe they maybe somebody else would be better in their spot, but you but know, it's for the mythology of it, though. Exactly. I'd say they bought into that that whole mythology. I mean, you know, sure, it, it's it's admirable to see this. I mean, I I have nothing but respect for them for being able to go do that. But on the other hand, you know, you're risking more serious lingering injury that could shorten your career. Right. Plus, if if yeah, you may be able to go out and play, but when it's obvious that you are not at a hundred percent, I mean, in that in that flame series, when the word got out that yeah, Drysaddle's got a high ankle sprain, there was footage, and I heard, I mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago. There was footage showing not one, not two, not three, four flames take a wax at his ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's I think there's one very easy way to fight this and it's to you have to disclose injuries 
Yeah. You can, there's no more upper lower upper body lower body. Yeah. If there's an injury, it's not upper body lower body. It, this is the injury because yeah. they the, other sports force teams to disclose that level of detail mm-hmm. when it comes to. Uh, if, as far as I know, hockey's the only one that and, doesn't. And you you mentioned Lyle at the beginning of this or the, near the beginning of this segment with betting. You're gonna yeah. believe that oh, people yeah. want detailed exactly. information. Much more so now than ever. Mm-hmm. But you know, you also like I said, at some point though, you, you have to sit down and is it is it worth the risk playing through an injury that I could worsen and that could cut short my career? I mean, for all we know, we don't know how serious Carrie Price's knee injury was when he was playing in the in the playoffs last year. You know, like by the sound of things, by the sound of things, the injury wasn't considered that serious. He was able to play. It wasn't causing him too much trouble, you know, blah, blah, blah. You would never know by the way he played that he had a knee injury. I remember being surprised afterwards hearing, oh, he's going to need to have a procedure because he had a a minor knee injury, Mm -hmm. which then became a pretty much season ending injury and now has become a career threatening one. But if if it was actually as serious as that, I mean, maybe it was, and he just decided to hell with it. This is my shot, and I'm going to take it. You know, this could be my only chance to win a Stanley Cup, and I'm not coming off for love or money. You know, I mean, yeah, the only way around it is like is like is like Mark was saying is that the league makes their teams disclose details of a player's injury. I mean, it sucks that that's how it has to be. But if yeah. if everybody knows that you have a wrist injury, yeah, and you get out there on the ice, mm-hmm. it's they're gonna whether it's on purpose or not. Yeah, somebody's gonna come after your wrist. Yeah, and well, like I told you, I mean, and, and you guys know. I mean, we've all we've all played the game, even at our own little levels. But we've all played the game. You know when an opponent's hurt, you yeah. can tell. You know, especially if you've been playing them in a in a playoff series, something like that, you get to know the you get to know what they're like pretty well. I mean, even if it's a best two out of three or three out of five, you can tell that. Wait a minute, that you know, geez, you know, uh, they're 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 second line right winger there, who's you know pretty good goal scorer. Holy shit, he's he's not as much snap on that puck as he used to have. Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. geez, you know, their top defense guy, he's, he's he seemed to be a little lame to you. Doesn't he look like he's limping a little bit when he's coming off? Doesn't he look? You, you players aren't stupid; they can tell. So, yeah. but still, if you make them disclose it, yeah, you know, maybe that. Much. But again, it it comes down also to the individual player, and that's going to take more from more from the league as well. But. The league doesn't want to get into that because they like selling that mythology too. It's going to take a long time to undo that. The same as it took a long time to undo the whole mythology about the boat. Well, we can't get rid of fighting in hockey. If we do, fans won't come out or, oh, it'll ruin the product, blah, blah, blah. Remember, that was just fights used to be a part of the marketing of the NHL 30 years ago. It really was. Wasn't all mm-hmm. that long ago. Look how long it's taken, you know, before, oh, we to, to the point where, oh, God, no, no, we're not going to show a fight, you know. Or, right. you know, they show it once and then that's it. You don't see highlights or repeats or anything like that, you know. Um, yeah. 
it, it will take a long time because it's so entrenched in mythology and just like the fighting, fighting as an escape valve, a relief valve for, you know, emotions during a game. That's going to take a long time. Oh, yeah. That's or what as Clarence, a morale booster. It's, that's it's what one Clarence or the other. Campbell, that's what the old uh, Clarence Campbell, of you know, former mm-hmm. president of the National Hockey That's how he described it. When people said, shouldn't we remove fighting? Well, we see that hockey uh, is an emotional sport and fighting acts sometimes is a relief valve. So you don't see as much dirty play with sticks, even though you were. You saw a lot more sticks swinging back then, too. <laughs> you know, guys of <laughs> tomahawk chops and everything. Good God. So, yeah. So is the is the whole injury disclosure thing, and we'll move on after this, Scotty. Is that part of the CBA? Like, who who dictates whether or not an injury dis- gets disclosed? I don't think it's in the CBA, to be honest. And I think both sides like, like it that did this, way. Did this not start with, I don't know, for, for some reason Tortorella comes to mind when I thought that started with him. Mm. Could be wrong. Yeah. It could just be an unwritten rule because they used to be they used to reveal injuries. You're right. You know, I mean, I, you know, I can remember back. Yeah. Yeah. They would say, oh, he suffered a knee injury. Oh, he's got a broken arm. Oh, you know, Um, that's why it was so unusual to hear. Oh, Nazem Kadri returned to Denver to have operation on a broken thumb. Good Lord. It's not an upper body injury. Good heavens. He's had a procedure for an upper body injury. We don't know. And maybe it, it, it may just be because the injury is so egregious. There's no hiding it. Like, okay. Buddy's coming in with a freaking cast from his knee to his ankle. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we can safely say that's more than just a lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, if, but I think about situations like Tom Wilson going out. Mm. He had a torn ACL. Yeah, we didn't know I about mean, that. that until those after the were playoffs. games that I guess they were playing games to maybe think to get Florida to think that he might be coming back right. day by day. But like, yeah. what's the point? When the reality was he was not going to be coming back right. <laughs> at all. His playoffs were done because he tore his ACL. Right. Yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, in any case. Anything else, Lyle? We missed. I don't know. No, I think I think yeah, I think you guys got it covered. Yeah. We wrapped it up in a nice little. Uh, uh, when did when is so the cup final won't start until next week, right? That's 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 correct. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know the firm date, but it would be next week. So, so we should so, have time to do the. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow yeah. Thursday is game, is game five, and then game Saturday game six. Saturday. So you would think Wednesday would be game one, the 15th, because game seven would be Monday. And then if it's if it goes to a game seven, it'll probably move to the 17th. But if it ends in six, they're probably the 15th. Yeah, because if it ended on a Saturday, you'd figure they'd start on a Wednesday. If it ends on Monday, they might push it Friday. When did when did they say the uh, the that award show is going on? June 21st. Oh, Lord. So that would mean. Fuck the the game one doesn't start till the twentieth. Holy fuck! Is it supposed to be in city two? I don't fucking know. I can't. Uh, do that. No, no. Well, all I know is that game game seven is the latest that it go would be June thirtieth. The the Stanley Cup playoffs the the final ends by June thirtieth. So maybe. So maybe it doesn't. Maybe well, they're giving them a full week off. No, because that wouldn't make thirtieth and then the twenty eighth and then usually they don't do it on Sunday. I don't know. Fucking. Uh, we'll find out. Bottom line is we'll be able to do uh, you know, cup final predictions next Wednesday for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Good. All right, buddy. Well, uh, all the best. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Same to you guys. And, uh, you know, 
Best of luck with a move. It's going to be a hoot. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> At least you're not driving in the winter. For some reason, I don't know why. Whenever you guys drive to Omaha, my first thought was like, oh, my Jesus, making that in the, in the friggin' snow. And I'm like, Lyle, it's friggin' June. Come on. Still, though, you can't. It's not out of the realm of possibility. You never know. You never it's, know. it's not a 0% chance. <laughs> exactly. So. You are on the prairie. Anything can uh, happen. Sure am, buddy. In June. All, All right. right. Safe trip, my man. Yep. Mark, you. have a good one. Take care. We'll you see too. You guys see you next week. Talk to you next week, Lyle. Oh, where'd my thing go? Oh, there it is. All right, hold on. There, there, there he goes. Lyle Rich, InspectorTaki.net, Um, Any shout-outs, Mark? Um, well. What did you drink tonight? I had I had another Mosaic goat this evening. I think I had one of these uh, either last week or the week before. Um, Hudson. Uh, graduates from preschool tomorrow, hey, so Mom. shout out to Hudson for graduating from preschool. Congrats! Bro. They'll be in kindergarten next next year. Oi, yeah. Oi, where's and the time to go? my the, my local elementary school does full day kindergarten, so oh. shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, oh, Lord. God, <laughs> ugh. I gotta say, man, working from home, this. It's both a diss and it's a shout out. I love working from home because I, you know, being able to be at the house is great. And, you and, you know, ro- roll out of bed at 4 a.m. with the kids. <clears throat> you don't got to get on the work computer, you know, for gas a week. Yeah. Not paying for gasoline. That's a big plus. But, uh, but yeah, it's sometimes hard to get work done with a four year old and a two year old running around. I don't know if you guys know that. No. We don't. We don't. We we know that, but we don't know that. We we had it. We had it in a previous life, but we never had the work from home life. Yeah. So. So I I have said I may have said it on the show, but this was the this is has to be the hardest time in human history, the last three years to have small children, because the last time there was a pandemic and you couldn't leave the house, hundred years ago or whatever it was, everybody was just working from home anyway. You had a farm. Or you had your extended family living with you. So even if you did have to go somewhere for work, there was always somebody to watch the kids. Now you're expected to work nine or 10 hours a day most times. And, uh, you know, God forbid if you have kids because they can't be in the meetings, apparently. That's what what I'm hearing. (laughs) This is what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I can't can't confirm or deny. And you can't leave the house, and you can't stay at home. Mm-hmm. And kids don't understand. I can't just like shut myself in a in a in a in a different room for like eight hours. It's the reverse Will Smith. Kids just don't understand. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this to that life, it's exhausting. Thug life, it's exhausting. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh a shout out to getting this move finally done. It's been a month in the making. Uh, a diss to having to live alone for a year at least. Like it's the first time I've lived alone alone in my life because everything else I had like roommates. Mm-hmm. So now it's just me and the cat. So, so you're not alone. I'll live that. I'll live that Howard Hughes life. You get the great big fingernails and a fucking blimp. Uh, the Spruce Moose Part Two coming soon. Um. Yeah, about it. I really didn't have much. Shout out to cleaning up the room. I had to clean up the room to get 
to gen some stuff and then I figured out I'm gonna sell some of my hockey cards maybe make some money off of that there you go that's that's fucking where where it's at now that's where 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 everyone goes so make make some money make some fat cash fat stacks as the kids call it do the kids still call it that I don't know probably probably the rappers do would be great Mm -hmm. yeah I got some fancy cards I can probably sell off it'd be really great uh in any case We've done it. For Mark with a C, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been the Face Off Hockey Show, part of the Face Off Hockey Show media faction. Catch us on all the podcatchers. It's great. If you don't like us to catch us there, catch us on the uh, social media, FOHS Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to give us a little cha-ching, maybe pay for some help, help a little pay for the trips or what have you, patreon.com slash faceoffhockeyshow. If you gave a dollar and your friends gave a dollar, we would have dollars. Dollar bill, y'all. Many dollars. Many dollars. Like a stripper. We're stripping it down for you, hockey style. Don't know what that means, so we're just going to end it here. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time through. Peace.